0: The Pub. I'm Jillian Edwards, and this
1: is... I'm Rome Williams, and this is... The, the Pubcast! Cast. Jillian, what is a Pubcast?
0: It's a coffin transportation company, actually.
1: We are really devolving. Okay. <laughs> um, why Why would that be today, Jillian? Why would we be a coffin moving company?
0: Well, we have a very special guest who suggested and thought that that's what we were. And her name is Mary.
1: I'd love to tell you about Mary. She has a last name I don't know how to pronounce, so we're going to ask that question later. She's a senior here at Wheaton, and her majors, that's right, majors, plural, are Biblical Archaeology and Art History. We've been Miles told. A while they, yeah, they work together, apparently. <laughs> think. Yeah. What else can you tell me about her?
0: Well, she's the pharaoh of the Archaeology Society.
1: That sounds heretical, but okay.
0: <laughs> TSD Coates and avid movie critic.
1: Wow. Those are all things that I would love to be. Um, today we're talking about a poem that she wrote for the pub entitled, All Crowns Fall from Monarchy's Brown." It's I actually really, it's really good. Is it?
0: <laughs> well, she's like Pharaoh.
1: So. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Without further ado, um, Mary, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself.
0: I would like to say that I forgot that uh, that was my bio, <laughs> <laughs> as well as <laughs> that I did not think it would ever be, uh, um, I don't know to the public, (laughs) you know, uh, viewable to the public. Um, uh, basically Pharaoh just means president. We came up with these very interesting names for the Archaeology Society. We have Pharaoh the president, uh, Grand Vizier is the vice president, (laughs) um, Royal Scribe is the secretary, uh, overseer of the seal is the treasurer and overseer of the state is the, um, the social chair. Well, that, so, if you were to give us a title mm. for our jobs, what would it be? Um, probably, uh, right hand and left hand fan bearer to the king. Oh, I've always wrong. Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> No, I was born to be left hand fan bearer to the king.
0: Wow! <laughs> oh, never felt more official in my life. <laughs> I may have peeped.
1: Wow! All right. Uh. <laughs> So I have a burning question to start out with. Um, and you also wrote in your bio that you play Minecraft. So can you I tell did, us about that? I
0: did. I forgot about that. Yes, um, I love Minecraft. In fact, I, in the Archaeology Society, which anyone can join, should anyone be interested. I was going to ask how you joined, because that's one really. Fun. Yeah, yeah. You basically just. Um, <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> um, you basically can just email me if you want to. Okay. But there's also every once in a while um, post on the Instagram which uh, Noah Doolin should be taking care of. Uh, alas, Noah
1: Doolin, classic.
0: Alas, he's a very bad uh, um, Instagram runner. Uh, no offense, Noah. I'm taking your job, so step aside. Yes. What was the question? Minecraft. Constantly talking about archaeology. Um, Minecraft, yes. We just started a Shimrone, which is the excavation that Wheaton goes on. Um, the Shimrone SMP. So, <laughs> we are currently recreating an ancient tell in Minecraft. Um,
1: so, even in Minecraft, you're still just talking about archaeology.
0: Yes! Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> well, yeah. No, I'm a big fan of Minecraft. Do you have specific questions? I don't know.
1: I No. I actually do. Okay? Oh.
0: <laughs> okay, your poem talks about kingdoms, okay? And one of my questions was, if you were to rule a finite kingdom, what would it be and why? But you... You've already created them in Minecraft. So, what's your kingdoms? What do they look like? My kingdoms. I did used to be the queen of a server called Big Minecraft. Big Minecraft. Um, <laughs> I had a crown that made it so that I, it was just a gold helmet uh, <laughs> that I could kill anything. So, basically, wow. if I if I hit anything, it died. If anything hit me, it died. So <laughs> it was it was it's pretty. Very it was powerful. pretty. Yeah. I also um, another thing about me. I am obsessed with the Nancy Drew games, um, which is might be a little bit of a problem because it was during, I played them a lot during my formation yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brain is just a little bit too uh, created by the Nancy Drew games. Like maybe 1% mm-hmm. of the 10% you use yeah. might be Nancy Drew knowledge. So that one thing. Um, so that's like dancing yeah. in the back. Yeah. 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 But I recreated a castle and I made a, uh, I made water, a bog basically that if you stepped in it, then you'd slowly die. And that was probably the most exciting thing that I've ever gotten on Minecraft.
1: I'm seeing death as a major theme throughout this. So uh, I work with, with
0: I work with the dead, Rome. <laughs>
1: I, I, I want to ask, what is your plan with your majors?
0: Um, looking at dead things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no, that's not true. That's more paleontologists
1: or STEM majors. Beware,
0: paleontologists. Yeah. Or yeah. yes, no, <laughs> the 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 last floor of Myers is a little terrifying. Yeah. We don't need <laughs> you We to don't go <laughs> there. Although we do have Chad, which is a disembodied, mummified head that is on the fifth floor. with you see. Oh, what yeah he's fascinating. We he loves um take a visit I'm yeah come visit me anytime constantly in there once again uh social life is a downer right now <laughs> oh no okay.
1: no it's okay um <laughs>
0: i'm just i'm just always in the same
1: boat <laughs> i think that really relates to our next question uh what is the inspiration for your art
0: my art oh well this piece in particular um I was up until 3 a.m. one night, um, and I decided that I wanted to read the poem *Ozymandias* by Percy Bysshe Bisch- Shelley. Uh, yes, it's a very good poem. Um, I didn't realize that archaeology poetry could be a genre. Uh, oh, and nice. then I read this, so and I said, "I'm going to make it a. I'm going to make it a genre." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I read it, and it, it's about. Um, have you guys read that
1: poem? Mm-hmm. I have not. I was mean, okay. like in middle school, so I don't know much.
0: Okay, basically, it's uh, about, he's talking about um, meeting a traveler, and the traveler then tells him about the statue that he encountered like in the desert somewhere, and it was just this statue um, that was like kind of under the ground, but you could still see it, uh, basically like ruins in archaeology, and at the bottom of the statue, it read um, it read like fall before me, or it was very much <laughs> like a like a, oh, ye mighty, and, like, um, you you are nothing compared to me and all of my glory. And then the next line is, nothing remains. And it's just, like, so there's just, like, you just see the statue of someone who was so powerful, and Ozymandias is supposed to be a name for Francis II, um, who's a pharaoh, but, of course, like, everything um, also lost his kingdom, so everything falls, everything is destroyed. And at three A. M. me was like, I'm writing something. So I did. Okay. So what motivates you to create? We were we we're in ceramics together. So mm-hmm. I know you at least participate in art other than studying it. So like what's your motivation to create either poetry or like whatever art forms you also happen to stumble upon? I think a lot of the time it is um, ideas that just I hear about from other people and it's just like certain certain things that get me, like, thinking about how words work together and how about how I, like, want to talk about concepts more without having to, I don't know, form it into something that everyone's going to understand or something that I specifically want to get across. Sometimes there are things that I want to say and I don't know how to, how to say it. It's a lot easier in poetry, at least for me, to do that. Um, so it's mostly when I either have the, like, overflowing um, emotion or I'm in like a very bad period of my life. Um, mm-hmm. that's mostly when it's super, super common for me to just sit down and write. Um, but if it's not bad, it's also going be when I'm very happy. Yeah. Which are also the most common times for me to listen to Vienna, I believe. Joel. I love that song. I I, that's such a good like morning song for me. I like will be like walking classes. Again, yeah. yeah. top of my Spotify raptor. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Always. <laughs> I love that. So you mentioned that, like, something that you often write because you can't comprehend or, like, people... You want people to see things in a different light. Um, so what do you wish your readers will take from this poem, and what do you think they most misunderstand about it? I think I definitely want people to be able to better... Thank you, that is my phone. <laughs> um, I definitely want people to be able to better... Um, just understand that... Um, History does not like necessarily, not necessarily just about the people who were powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is kind of just my way of putting down um, the people that, the people that really put themselves on a pedestal Mm -hmm. or were the ones that did want to make statues of themselves. Um, Just a way of like redesigning how we view history, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as. just paying attention more to the people in which they did rule. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite thing about archaeology. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to be a history major, but I kind of came to the conclusion that history was written by the people who wanted to say something in particular. Mm-hmm. And very often, it is the people who have the power to do so. Mm-hmm. Anyone can write something, but it's the people that can make people listen to it, that are the ones that get heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is, has been like really um, distracting to the like real truth. And so the really powerful things in life tend to come from um, people who don't have the power necessarily to speak it out to everyone. Um, and archaeology, specifically, like, the pieces that we find of people, uh, material culture that they would have used or found really important, um, really represent people. That's I really I appreciate it. Wow. Well, so cool. Something my dad always told me was, he's like, always remember that history is written by the victors, and that there's another side and like mm-hmm. you always have to dig deep to find like the records of the like the people who didn't win because like that's where you're really going to find the true history because everybody has an agenda whenever they're things. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: do you find it ironic that by being on the podcast your voice is now being heard and will be immortalized for all time despite what you just said
0: <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what you mean by immortalized. as Pharaoh. As Pharaoh. <laughs> uh, I decree that everyone must listen to me and only me. No, um, I mean, I do appreciate being able to like have my voice, and I was very surprised. Uh, this is the first time that I've tried to publish in the pub, um, so I was very uh, excited to be able to get into it. But um, yeah, I, I, I hope that my voice is not so much just me and my opinions as it is pointing to people who don't get theirs said very often. Um, I recently, in my Archaeology Biblical Lands class, which I would recommend uh, to anyone that's not an archaeology major, but it is very difficult. So it's (laughs) normally just us archaeology majors in there. Um, But we just recently had a lab in which we were writing narratives um, for an object. So if you have an object, you kind of get to look at the context that we do have for it. I had um, the bottom of a turnip, which is basically a potter's wheel. Um, so it's just a bit that has the axis on it, and you would put a larger slab on top of it um, and use that to turn it and sculpt your project. Um, but I just imagined uh, in my story, this like grandmother who was sculpting and she has like her children watching her because um, Potters, we don't know everything about them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they've had to be like male or female or rich or poor, um, but they would have people in their city come to them and ask them, For certain things that they needed, but everyone used pottery. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm a very good fan of it. Uh, Making it or mostly looking at all the glorious pieces of pottery Mm -hmm. people have made. Um, Or the mundane ones are also just as fascinating. One of my favorite things is when I find uh, hand prints or thumb prints. We today use thumb prints to identify one specific person. Mm -hmm. And so seeing those is like, that can't be anyone else than the person that made it. Mm -hmm. So it's just great so cool. I wrote a paper on, um, it was it was the metaphor of pottery in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, like, did a little glimpse of probably what you've done so much. I Big and it's so incredible, like, how much, like, pottery tells a story about, like, society and, like, what was important and, like, who was doing what and where and, like, what kind of parties they would have or, like, what they're eating. And, yeah, so I definitely get that. I, I do, too. A little-known fact is that if you go to um, basically any uh, country in which you're digging, like, even even the medieval period or earlier, mm-hmm. um, you're going to find so much pottery. So, um, at Tel Shimon, we dig um, everywhere from the early bronze, which is, like, 3000 BC, to um, the Islamic period, so, like, 1200s, 1600s, uh AD, um, but we dig so much pottery. You you are you are guaranteed to find like 30 shards a day. Like there's not. It's 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 just everywhere. It's on like the surface of a tell. Like you can trip over it when you're walking down the mountain. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, but people don't realize how useful it is for dating. Um, so we use pottery mainly for typology. So we use, so we know like how pottery has evolved over time. And we can see the differences even just tiny in when exactly the period that that person made uh, that type of pottery would have been so we can see like oh this is a pilgrim flask which is just like this little bottle thing and it's very similar to this one and so they're like oh maybe that's I too. uh so like 940 something like that um 840 I think. Uh, but yeah so we're able to see like what time period it is and it's it's usually more accurate than even video presentations it's really handy and it's everywhere so <laughs> it's very <laughs> nice it's
1: convenient
0: mm-hmm. wow um,
1: from there I just want to ask uh, turning back kind of into the realm of your art where do you see your writing or pottery where do you see the art intersect with your faith oh
0: I think all of it um. oh i i I mean it's not like i'm sitting there consciously thinking um like i'm writing this poem for the lord yeah yeah. but um i don't know i'm very i'm very grateful for um for like every everything that god has given me um, including my love of ancient things or um just of words in general um i think that the most beautiful things are the things that god has um it's kind of, like, the antithesis to this poem. So this poem is all about, like, destruction and what's, like, what will always die, um, like, to dust, to shall return. Um, but I think that some of the most beautiful things are people. Mm-hmm. And, like, how people have been created and we come from dust, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I know that we're is like, you are dust. Mm-hmm. I hope you feel like dust today because you're dust today. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yes, we are. We're made of, like, dust, but it's also like we're made of God's clay, like, we're still like a piece of earth and um, God forms us particularly and everyone has their own story, belief, and feelings and I think that those are all to be respected, even the ones that are wrong. I
1: like it. Um, Jillian, do you have any more pressing questions? I know we've got a good closer.
0: Um, oh, it's <laughs>
1: It's gonna really put you to the test.
0: So you said that you were a movie critic. <laughs> you see. I just forget I write these. Things. <laughs> you really gave us a lot of content, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, What's one movie you think everyone needs to watch, and one movie everyone needs to stop watching? Oh, okay. <laughs> this is good. Um, yeah. So the reason I wrote movie critic, is just because I'm obsessed with the IMDb app. <laughs> like, I'll literally get out of a theater and I'll go, oh, gotta rate this on IMDb. Be like, gotta say it's like a nine. And which five. is actually really good. <laughs> um, all of the movies um, that I write, that I rate are usually between like six and ten. Um, tens are rare, though. Still They're still they're rare. rare. I, I have, you know, I have... Yeah. I, can, I save those. I save yeah. for the tens. Um, speaking of tens. I think, okay, so this is a very, like, it's not necessarily dark. In fact, they specifically make the movie very light and airy, like how they portray it. But um, mm-hmm. it's a very it has very dark concepts. It's called Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very big fan of that movie. It is if if you are like sensitive or if you have um, like past with like physical abuse or anything like that, it might not be the movie for you. But I'm a very big fan of that movie. Um, it's beautifully made and it's a It's a wonderful way of portraying um, how women are uh, abused or discriminated against, and it's it's Carrie Mulligan is in it and Bo Burnham. So if you're a (laughs) big fan of that, real
1: quick turn. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) He's the love interest. Uh I know Bo Burnham. I know. Rome's making a face for yeah. uh, for those who can't see, which is everyone. Love you, audio <laughs> listeners out there. Rome's making a very interesting thing. Yeah, just a
1: lot of mental dissonance <laughs> occurring right now. Uh, what was what was the movie that you would say people just need to stop watching?
0: Oh, see, there are a lot of movies that disturb me that don't disturb everyone else. Like, um, uh, like what's eating Gilbert Grape. No, that's not that. That's not that movie. I get that one mixed up with James and the Giant Peach. Oh. I don't know why. Because they both have a weird fruit at the end of it. Anyway, I've never seen What's Eating Gilbert right? I don't know why I said that. James and the Giant Peach. It scares the heck out of me. And I don't know why. But... I feel like I just watched that in class. And that's the only time I've ever watched that movie.
1: I feel like I've been too scared to watch the movie.
0: It's, it's just, like, listen, I, I, I like Tim Burton. I think that he has good movies. I think that's great. But, it's not this one. Yeah, let's see what my lowest ratings on IMDb are.
1: Oh, she's okay. researching now. So researching.
0: Okay, Rome. What What's one movie that you think I've watched? What movie that you like? No.
1: Oh, she she's she found it. No, she no. found it. And then, uh, and then and I then I do need to want, want to the so
0: Last, Last Airbender. The Last Airbender. Oh, TV, and my like show. The freaking, the movie. That um, is
1: an atrocity.
0: You have, like, I know that people. <laughs> I haven't watched it, so I think You I'm miss good. nothing. That's the thing. Like, I'm saying this because I know that everyone who's seen it knows how terrible it is. Like, mm-hmm. every single person, there can't be a good rating for it. Yep. Um, yeah. Even though on IMDb, you always find somebody who likes the movie. Who knows? It yes. always has, like, I've never seen it. It always has an audience. Anyway. <laughs> um, but just for all those who have not seen it. Um. Just avoid. Don't, don't watch. It. Avoid with like the plague. Just don't. <laughs> don't get near it. Don't get near it. Also, Monster House gave me a nightmares for years. So, if you if you feel it. scared, I'm very low. It's a children's movie, movie. and I was just. I feel nightmares. like children's movies are terrifying. Yeah, they're the <laughs> <laughs> That's not a children's movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 I watched it yeah. in like fourth grade in class. We read the book. And you're okay. No. Well, I don't. But you don't know how heavily it's influenced you. Yeah. Or I, 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 a lot of times i will just like look away or leave and if things got a little, like a little too scary because like I don't like it. <laughs> and like I, I have a, a photographic memory, so like movies stick in my brain. That's, so I don't watch scary. anything slightly scary. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch Boy in Striped Pajamas. Oh, I will. Oh, so I kind of like that one. It's good. But, yeah, it's good, but if you it's have good. a photographic memory, you're just gonna it's oh. just gonna yeah. stop Yeah. Okay. Spe- there speaking
1: of photographic memory, Mary, what do you think of the movie The Mummy? You're an archaeology major. I need to know. Bonus question. I,
0: Bonus question. Um, I did watch it on Halloween with the archaeology society, which huh? was a blast. Of course. Mm. Um, have you guys met Dr. Migliano? No. Okay. He's one of the arts the archaeology profs here. Um, he looks like the mummy Oh, not the actual mummy but But like the actor the god like when he becomes a (laughs) duke. and I only realized this on Halloween and Dr. McLeod I don't know if you'd ever listen to the podcast (laughs) but I apologize (laughs) sorry but you do okay (laughs) Um, but it's I think it's a phenomenal movie
1: okay I
0: clearly have more problems with Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. uh, but this one is not trying to be anything and I think that I approve that's Mm -hmm. How do you um, feel about Mad at the museum? Also slaps. I think I, I do. Love I was gonna mad be answer. like, you don't like that movie. <laughs> okay. My, my, my such <laughs> My royal scribe has not my seen yeah, Hannah Straylock has not seen an Indiana Jones movie. She is an archaeology major and she has not seen a single Indiana Jones movie. Hannah, if you <laughs> I keep talking to people. The But just so movie. you know, that is ridiculous and you are ridiculous. <laughs> so we're gonna have a marathon. Oh, and then we're going to watch. I actually dressed up as Indiana Jones to help So As you should, yeah. I have a hat. I also have a hat, yeah.
1: So, Jillian, as right hand fan bearer to the Pharaoh, do you have any closing remarks, any final questions for us?
0: You know, I think we'll just carry the casket out and we'll be good.
1: Wow. Makes it sound like we're killing Mary. That's (laughs) all. Also, Mary, how how do we say your last (laughs) name? There's
0: oh, uh, it's Utz. Utz. Yeah, like, uh, not the, like,
1: potato like
0: the pretzels. Just pretzels. There's, yeah, there's pretzels, potato chips. A big fan of the cheese puffs. Okay, honestly, <laughs> the Utz uh, potato chips are honestly so much This is ridiculous. not a
1: rabbit trail we need to go down. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: also, before you buy any of that, I don't get a penny of that money. So, you know, I'm still poor <laughs> no matter how many pretzels you buy.
1: <laughs> the pub is not sponsored by Utz <laughs> pretzels, unfortunately.
0: Although there is a pub mix. It was an Utz pub mix. Just one more yeah. reason
1: to listen to the pub instead of Codon.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Codon turned me down. They so. did what? I what? know. I know. Your
1: poem gave me like actual chills reading it. They advised it. me uh, not
0: to bad that poem
1: oh. but. <laughs> <laughs> They don't need to know that. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so cool. much for listening to the pub this week. My name is Frome Williams.
0: I'm Julian
1: Edwards. And this is our special guest, Mary Utz. And you've been listening to <laughs>
0: The Pubcast.
1: Guys.